Today's daf is daf samach. We are holding now uh, two lines down from where the lines get wide on Nuntes Amad Beis, Aceve. We're really right at the end of a machlokus that we had yesterday. Let me just set it up and then we'll continue from where we are today. So we had actually two versions of a machlokus between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. The first version of it was going on the case of our Mishnah. Uh, the case was that uh, a person says, Mekadesh a woman, uh, and uh, He says, I'm Mekadesh you, but it should take place after 30 days, a time delay. So we had a question, is that what if the woman accepts it initially, she says, she gives her acquiescence, and then before the 30 days are up, she wants to back out. So in the first version, uh, Rabbi Lakish said that she cannot back out because uh, once she had says yes, and she took the money, so therefore in the first version, that was a dibur, her acquiescence, plus there was a maisa attached to it, her accepting of the money, then she can't go back and retract because a dibur does not wipe out an, uh, an earlier dibur if that's bolstered with a partial action. It's not a complete action because it wasn't the full act of Kedushin that only is going to take place on day 30, but it's enough to bolster the, fir- bolster the first dibur so the second dibur cannot wipe out the first dibur. Rabbi Yochanan disagreed. Rabbi Yochanan said that a second dibur can wipe out a first dibur even if the first dibur is bolstered with an, with an action. But in the first version, which we finished with, we're not in that version right now, if it would be a plain dibur, then a second dibur, or even a kontrash lakish, could wipe out a first dibur. If it's just on a dibur and a dibur, everybody agrees a second dibur can wipe out the first dibur. It's only when the first dibur is bolstered by a partial action is where they have the machlokas. Reish Lakish says it cannot wipe it out. Rabbi Yochanan says even there it can. That was the first version. The second version was not going on that case of the Mishnah, but in the second version of the Machlokas, there Reish Lakish held that even a regular Dibur, even if it's not bolstered by a Misa, a second Dibur cannot wipe out a first Dibur, does not have the power to wipe out even a Dibur on its own, even if it's not bolstered by an action, and Rabbi Yochanan held that for sure a second Dibur can wipe out a first Dibur, and we're now in the second version, and we're having an Asive where we're going to ask a question from a Brisa that Rabbi Yochanan is going to ask on Reish Lakish. So let's see. We already had some of these cases before. So that person initially sent a get uh, to his wife with a, an agent. So he basically appointed an agent and said to the agent, I want you to go and give this get to my wife. So now, if before the agent was able to execute the giving of the get, he meets up with the agent, or he sent a second agent to catch up with the first agent, and the instruction that either he gave directly to the agent when he caught up with him, or the instruction that the second agent is giving over to the first agent is that I am nullifying the get. We'll see exactly what that means, but he's nullifying the get, 
So in the Hareze bottle. So if it was before the get was executed by the second eight by the first agent, he nullifies the get. If obviously if the first agent already executed the get, then you can't cancel it, it's too late. But if it's beforehand, he can so says, What do you see? The the initial agency was a Dibur. The second agency is also a Dibur, and yet the second agency nullifies the first agency. So you see a Dibur can be Mavatal, a Dibur, and it's a Tayufta, Rej Logish Tayufta, the Gmur accepts this. This is a complete refutation on the position of Rej Lokish. And says the Gmur, now interestingly, is that the Halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan, but not only is it like Rabbi Yochanan, of the second version, which is that a plain Dibur can wipe out, a second plain Dibur can wipe out a first Dibur, because that's where the Teyufta was, but it's even, the Halacha is even like Rabbi Yochanan in the first version, which we did not have necessarily a proof uh, to, to support Rabbi Yochanan. There was no Teyufta and Lakish in the first version, but Morris says, nevertheless, that is the Halacha, that a Dibur, a plain Dibur, can wipe out another Dibur, even if that first Dibur was bolstered by a partial action, still the second Dibur can wipe out the first Dibur, like the sheet of Rabbi Yochanan. So even though the Teyufta was only made in version two, the Halacha follows Rabbi Yochanan, even in version one. Even though in version one, we did not have a Tayyufta, because what we just asked right now is a Tayyufta from the case of Get would not have been a Tayyufta on the position of Reish Lakish in version one, because the uh, the Ikala Memer, because there we could get out of it by saying Shaninasinas Maus, in the case that they're arguing about where the woman accepted Kedushin, said yes, and then she's retracting before day 30, there Rabbi Reish Lakish's argument was there was an action involved. She said yes and accepted on day one the money. That's why the second Debra recorded him can't wipe it out. So the question from the case of Get, which is not bolstered by a significant act. So therefore, so Shani Nasinus Mazliat Ish the Makamaisa Dami, even though there it's a little it's different, nevertheless, Afilo Achi, Asi Dima Vatal Dibur, second Dibur can wipe out the first Dibur La Alocha, even though the first Dibur involves a partial action with significant action, her accepting of the money doesn't matter. Second Dibur she can retract and wipe out the first Dibur. So that's the way the Gemara is concluding. Now, Alocha is like, like Rabbi Yechanan. Second Dibur wipes out the first Dibur, even with a partial Misa bolstering the first Dibur. On this, the Gemara now asks the question, Kasha Hilchasa Hilchasa. So we seem to have contradiction in two rulings that are both supposed to be Halacha. Let's see why. We just said that Alocha follows Rabbi Yechanan that a second Dibur wipes out a first Dibur. The Kaimalan Hilchazagrav Nachma, we're going to show that the halacha in the upcoming case follows the position of Rav Nachman. And what is the case over there? The case that Rav Yochanan had just asked the refutation on the position of Rachel Lokish. The case was that the husband uh, instructed uh, a shliach to take the get and go and deliver it to the wife. So if he delivers it, at that point, the husband can't do anything about it. But if it's not yet delivered, we said that the husband can instruct second witnesses to come and, and go and catch up with the uh, to second uh, agents, to catch up with the first agent, and it says, and nullify the get. 
or he himself can catch, if he catches up with him or encounters him, he can tell him, instruct him, now I want you to nullify the get. That was the language of the nullify the get. So now the question is as follows. The Shiloh that was asked of Nach, that was asked uh, in the base Medrash of Rav Nachman is that I understand that the uh, second agent nullifies the first agent or the husband nullifies the first agent. Can this get, if the husband now changes his mind. He says, you know what, you know what, I, I thought that I'm, I, uh, I, would, I, I wasn't going to divorce her with this get, but now I want to. I, I want to now use it. Is that get still viable? Or once it's been canceled, it cannot be used again. That was the Shiloh that was asked. Can you go back and use it to divorce again with it? So Rav Nachman said, you could. You could use it again. I mean, the get is still viable. Rav Sheshach says, you cannot use it again. Now, the one understands right now, what is the argument hinged upon? Is because your instruction to have this get written Right? That's, that's a debor. You instructed agents, go and write the get. Right? And now, when you, the, the more I understood is that when you nullified it, means your debor is saying, as your second debor, I don't want that get, is going against your original instruction of telling them to write it. So therefore, it, Rav Nachman says you can, that you can use that get again, which implies that what? That you did not, you're not able to nullify the get. Why? Because your second debur of canceling the get is not strong enough to, uh, to wipe out the first debur where you gave the instruction to write the get. Rav Sheshastaka holds is that the get can't be used again because the second dibur wipes out the first dibur, can't use it again. But what do you see? The halacha follows the kaimalan hilchas of Rav Nachman that the second dibur that you take to nullify the get can't wipe out the first instruction to write the get. So that's not going like Rabbi Yochanan. So the you're telling me that Allah is Rabbi Yochanan, that a second Debur can wipe out a first Debur. But if a second Debur can wipe out a first Debur, then that get now should become disqualified and should not be able to use again. And yet we say that Allah follows Rabbi Nachman. Says the morning, making a big mistake. Even though the Brysa used the expression that the get becomes cancelled, it's not because the get was nullified. According to Rav Nachman, he understands the case over there is you nullify the Shliach. You weren't nullifying the get. The get itself is fine. It's not the get's no good. When you sent the second agent, or when you yourself went, it's not saying is I am nullifying the get. You're saying I don't accept the first agency. That debor, the second agency can wipe out the first agency. Or your debor, can, second debor can wipe out the agency. But you're not touching the veracity of the get. That's why Rav Nachman says that get can be used again, not because your second debor doesn't wipe out the first debor of the writing, of, that you the instruction to write the get. You weren't tampering with that. You were just attacking the agency. The get remains, it retains its integrity. And therefore, if you would like to use it again, you can go ahead and use Use it if you now deter- determine that you would like to give this get to your wife, you're able to do it. And that's one of the answers. Even though you came and you uh, uh, canceled out 
this, the, the shlichus, your instruction of the shlichus, but you did not cancel out the veracity, the instruction of having the get written correctly, that was not nullified because you weren't attacking that. You were attacking the agency, not the get, and therefore the get remains, its integrity, it, it still has its veracity, its integrity is intact. Okay, let's go vital. <clears throat> so, the, the, the sugya now, we're going into a very technical sugya until the next Mishnah. We're going to explain this carefully. It will take time over it, no matter how long it takes. I want to make sure we do it correctly. But we have two cases now, Mishnah. We right now are focusing on the first case. That's, we're going to bring down a Machlokas Rav and Shmuel. And the Gemara right now assumes that the Machlokas Rav and Shmuel is on the first case. What was the first case? The first case was a person says to a woman... Accept a pruta day one. I'm giving you the pruta day one, but there's going to be a time delay. We will be Mukadeshis on day 30. Right? That was the first, and, 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 and the, 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 uh, the, the Mishnah wrote that if somebody shows up on day 15 and gives her Kedushan on day 15, she's Mukadeshis to the second fellow the simple understanding with the way we explained the Mishnah was because the first guy's Kedushin doesn't take hold until when? Until day 30. And therefore, if the second guy gives a Kedushin on day 15, so then his Kedushin trumps the first guy's Kedushin. Comes day 30, the second Kedushin cannot work. I mean, comes day 30, the first Kedushin cannot work because she's already married to the second guy on day 15. And therefore, the second guy's Mekudeshes. That's the way we understood it. The second... Uh, half of the Mishnah dealt with a different case. The, the case over there was that he says that uh, I'm giving you this Kedushin from now until day 30. From now until day 30. And we're going to see there the Mishnah wrote that if somebody gave, accept, she went on day 15, accepted a uh, Kedushin for someone on day 15, there it wasn't so simple. There we said it's Mekudoshes, but ain't Mekudoshes. We'll see exactly what the scenario was, but it wasn't completely, oh, for sure she's Mekodesh, the guy on day 15. No, because she said Ma'achsha, so we'll deal with it. But right now, the Gemara brings down a Machlokas, and the assumption is it's going on the first case, where there was a time delay that the Kedushin should start on day 30, and she went and was in a Kabbalah Kedushin on day 15. The Mishnah said she's married to the second guy. Uh, that, that was the Lashon of the Mishnah. That comes along the Gemara and says like this. That when the Mishnah said that she's married to the second fellow, she's married to the second fellow forever. Means that's the binding Kedushin. Right? Shmuel says no. When she accepts the get on day 15, it's a 15-day Kedushin. That only for the, the, first, the next 15 days, she's Mekudoshin. But But when it hits day 30, the second Kedushin uh, is, is forced out and the Kedushin that takes hold is the original Kedushin. Now, obviously, that sheet of Shmuel is going to be difficult to understand, right? Again, Rav makes sense. Rav is the way we learned the Mishnah. She accepted Kedushin on day one, but, on, uh, that it was, but he said, it's a time delay, it'll be Chal on day 30. She went to accept the Kedushin on the second on day 15. Says Rav, 
the second guy's Kedushin forces out the first guy's Kedushin, and therefore the second guy, she's Mekodesh's Le'olam forever. Shmuel says that when it says in the Mishnah that Shemekodesh is to the second guy, it's only for 15 days. Because comes day 30 and it forces, it, it, it pushes away, it, it, it forces out the Kedushin of the second fellow. So Yosef, Rav Chista, V'kakashalei, Rav Chista had a difficulty on understanding what's Pshat and Shmuel. Kedushin Shein, my Paki. What, literally the word Paki sometimes used like to burst or, or, or break or, or force out. What forces out the second Kedushin? How does that first Kedushin on day 30 remove the Kedushin that she made on day 15? How do we understand Shmuel? It makes no sense. If she's already Mekodesh's on day 15, comes day 30, day 30 has no effect anymore on day 15. What can you do on day 15? So Amalei Rabbi Yosef, so Rabbi Yosef said like this, the problem, the reason why we're having this difficulty in understanding Shmuel is because we thought that the Machlokas Rav and Shmuel is going on the first case of the Mishnah. The master taught it, the way I, I don't know who it was that was explaining this originally, it doesn't say who it was. But anyway, uh, oh, it was Rav Chista, actually, Rav Chista. Rav Chista, he, the way you understood it was going on the first case of the Mishnah, and that's why you got stumped. How do you understand Shmuel? So, Mara Reishok Masni Law. The Kashalei, you have a difficulty with it. But my Rebbe, Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda actually was a Talmud of Rav and Shmuel. But my Rebbe, Rav Yehuda, he explained the Machlokas Rav and Shmuel is not going on the first case. I save the Masni Law. It's going on the second case, the second half of the Mishnah, then below Kashalei. And therefore, there's no difficulty in understanding the position of Shmuel. Now, let me just explain this. Meaning like this, what Rav Yehuda held is, you're right, in the first case, where the, where the case was, I'm giving you the money, but it's only gonna work on day 30, there's no question. If the second fellow accepts on day 15 the Kedushin, no machlokas, what's gonna be the halacha? The second one's Kedushin's a Kedushin, and the first one is pushed out of, out of the way. Because when it comes to day 30, when the first one's Kedushin should work, it no longer can work. Why can't it work anymore? Because she already accepted Kedushin on day 15 from the second guy. So there, there, there is no, uh, can you guys see, all right, there. there there's no Shiloh, there's no. Wait, 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 I'm sorry, Rabbi, can you just repeat that last thing? I, 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 I missed out, sorry. Meaning like this, in the first case, there's no machlokas. The machlokas doesn't apply in the first case. If she, if the case was that, that you give her condition, say that my condition will work on day 30, and she went and accepted condition from a second guy on day 15, no machlokas. Everyone will agree the second one's condition will push away the first one's because by the time day 30 shows up where the first one's condition should now take hold, it can't take hold anymore, why not? Because the first guy's condition, uh, because the second one's condition took hold right, already. The, the second guy came in and condition, right. That's right. right. That's where, that, that's not where they argue. Where they argue is in the second case. What was the second case? Now the wording here is very important. The wording of the Mishnah was that when you gave her this uh, pruta, you said ma'achshav, it should be from now, and after 30 days. From now and after 30 days. That's where there's going to be a machlokus. Now I'm going to explain the next uh, five, six lines of the Gemara outside before we read it inside so it'll make sense. What the Gemara is going to say is as follows. Is that Rav holds 
that that language of from now and after 30, year, 30 days is a tricky language. It's not clear the intent of the husband because it could be understood in one of two ways. One way of understanding it, it is I'm giving it to you now and now uh, and, and, and until 30 days, which means that if I don't back out before day 30 or I don't die before day 30 or things are, uh, and I'm around by day 30, then it's condition, I mean, condition, if I hit day 30, then when is the condition chal? From now, it means it's a condition, it's a t'nai. From now until day 30, on day 30 it becomes retroactive till now. That's one way of understanding what the husband meant. The other way of understanding what the husband meant was different. He originally wanted to do it from now. I wanted to do day one. And then, right before he gives her the money, he now has cold feet. He says, you know what? I need to think about this for 30 days. And therefore, until 30 days. So there's two ways of understanding what the intent of my husband might have meant, says, says Rav. It could either mean from now, retroactive till now, or no, it means from day 30. Ma'achshav, shloshim, maybe it was, a, he, was he, he, uh, he retracted and said till after 30. Now it's a big difference, because since we don't know exactly, we're not sure what he meant, comes a guy on day 15 and gives her the money, says, uh, the money's gonna say, Rav's position is, is that I cannot say for sure that the first one's condition is no good on day 30. It might be his is good. I can't say for sure the guy on day 15's condition is not good. His, good. his might be good. So they both are in a state of suffering. Why? Let's speak it out. Because if it was a condition retroactive back to day one, then whose condition would end up being forced out? The second guy. The second guy. On the other hand, if the statement meant a retraction and he only meant it to work on day 30, then whose condition would end up being forced out? The first guy. Because the second guy then would be binding on day 30. The first guy only takes, because then it would be like the first case. But since we're not sure, says Rob, therefore it's both of them are conditioned forever. When he said Laola means both of them are forever, means it's both a suffix, and for her to get married to either one, she would need a get from the other one, like Rashi said in the Mishnah, or if she wants a get, she wants to get married from the th- a third guy, she would need a get from both of them. That is the understanding of Rab. Shmuel disagrees. Shmuel says that there's no question that if you say ma'achshav or la'achash lo shimyom, Shmuel says that clearly is a condition. And that means that it retroactively goes from day one. And therefore it comes out like this, is that if a guy is mekadosh on day 15, right, he will be only mekadosh to her for 15 days. Assuming that on day 30, the first husband is still alive, then what happens on day 30? What will happen on day 30? First husband's still alive. It, go, it goes back. It will it, it go retroactive to the first guy. Day one. And what happens to the second guy's Kedushin? His Kedushin then is out, but then don't it, you have a problem that she had relations with No relations. We're talking about Kedushin, yeah. There was no Chupu. No, she's not allowed to have relations with anyone over here. She's got to wait. But we're not talking about relations oh, yet. Okay, so yes. Yeah. But the point okay, is, fine. so it comes out that, that that's what Shmuel meant, that the second condition is only for 15 days. Because there is a chance, there is an outside chance that the second condition will be binding. What would be the case where the second condition will be binding? 
if the first guy dies, or the first guy retracted, right, assuming it can retract. So then what happens is on day 30, then his Kedushin is no good. The second guy's would be good. But that's what Shmuel says, that you have to deal with the second one's Kedushin. He's Kedush for, for 15 days. Because if on day 30, the first guy's still around and wants to make his Kedushin the Kedushin, retroactively it goes from day one and it knocks out automatically the guy on day 15. So that's the Machlokas over here. It's not going on the first half of the mission. There's no argument about what it means in the first half of the mission. The argument's going in the second case the mission we said now let's read this inside so one says like this so therefore so Rabbi Yosef said you you learned the argument between Rav and Shmuel going on the first case of the Mishnah and you had difficulty with it however Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda he learned the Machlokas is going on the second half of the Mishnah and therefore he didn't have any difficulty in understanding the position of Shmuel it's going on the case of when he said I'm giving this money from now and after 30 days Right? So I'm a Rav. So this is the way Rav said, Mekudeshes, Eina Mekudeshes. It's Mekudeshes, but it's Eina Mekudeshes. It means like, a, we'll see, it means like a Suffolk Mekudeshes. That we're not sure, Will's gonna, that we're not sure, and therefore this is something that both parties are in a situation of Suffolk. Le'olam, forever, until it gets given to either one, she is uh, bound to both of them is Suffolk. Shmuel Amar, Mekudeshes, Eina Mekudeshes, Shmuel Amar, Mekudesh, uh, what, is, what does the Mishnah mean when it said Mekudesh is the end of Mekudesh? It doesn't mean that they're both Suffolk Olam. It means that the second guy is Mekudesh, but ain't Mekudesh. What it means? Ela Adlam Adyoim. Means it's only like a, it's only a Kedushin, a temporary Kedushin, until day 30. But La'achalam Adyom, but when day 30 shows up, that the, then, then the second Kedushin is forced out. The Gamre Kedushin Rishon, and retroactively the first Kedushin then is completed from day one, leaving no room for the second Kedushin. That's the way Shmuel understands it. So the Rav Masafkale, why is, what's the Hezber of the Machlokas? Because Rav has a Suffolk, eat Noi Have. When you say Yom, does it mean a Tnai? That means on day 30, conditional to hitting day 30 will be retroactive till day one. Or it was a retraction. First he said, I want it to be day one. And what did he mean? And then he changed his mind. He says, You're not get cold feet. Give me 30 days to think about it. It should be only on day 30. Shmuel has no such doubt. Shmuel says, is clearly a condition. It's pshita, it's, 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 it's a tnai, the tnai havi. And therefore, it means from now until day 30. On day 30, though, it's for sure retroactive to day one. That's how Shmuel understood it. So there, there, that explains the two opinions. Now, the Gemara brings down that the, it is somewhat difficult to understand because, you know, Rav and Shmuel were Amaroyim. Rav sometimes is given the status of a Tana, but generally they dealt with Amaroyim. Now, we have seemingly an exact machlokas of their argument, the, the fundamentals of their argument are, we have the same thing in concerning, in a brisa concerning Gitin. All right? Here we're talking about the Gave Kedushin. But we have a similar machlokas, we say almost the exact same principles concerning the case of Gitin. Their argument seems to be the same machlokas as the following Tanoim. What do we see? The son we learned in Ebraisa. 
A person made the statement to a woman, I'm giving you a get. Now, we're not talking about Kedush I'm giving you a get. He said, Mehayom, from today, until after death. Get ve'eno get. Divrei Chachamim. Chachamim say, we're not sure about it. Get, it's a get, but it might not be a get. Get ve'eno get. Rebbe Omer, kazeh get. Rebbe says, this is a valid get. So now, what seems to be the machlokas? Let's go through it. Rebbe, the, the Tanakhama, the Chachamim hold, we're not sure what he means. He said, Mahayom ulachar miso. Now, if it's considered to be a Tanai, then what should happen is that it means that when, that we're saying a die, that from today, it'll be a get when I die. So when I die, the triggering event was his death, but when will the get work? From today, from a day when he's alive. That get then funko retroactive to when he's alive would be a good get. On the other hand, the Chachamim are concerned that maybe what the person was doing was a retraction. He originally said, I want to give you a get from today. And then he said, change his mind. I want it to work. The problem is, can a get be given posthumously? No. no. Therefore, that get would not be a good get. So that's why the Chachamim say, get for a get. If it's a condition, then it's a good get. If it's a retraction, it's not a good get. That explains the Chachamim Shita. Rebbe holds, right, that clearly this is a condition. When he dies, it's the trigger event. Retroactively, it'll go back to when he was alive. And therefore, this for sure is a good get. So therefore, this machlokas tanoyim between Chachamim and Rebbe is mamish mirrors the machlokas that we just said now by Kedushin between Rav and Shmuel. So Frek the Gemara, the name of Rav Alok Rabbonin. So why didn't Rav just say the halach is like the Rabbonin, like we had in the case of Gittin? The name of Shmuel, halacha Rebbe. And Shmuel say the halacha goes like Rebbe. Why didn't because And it's clearly a condition. Why the have to create a new case in the case of Kedushin, which espouses the exact same achlokas that we have in the Brisa in the case of Gittin. Rav should just said, I paskin like the Chachamim in the case of Gittin, and Shmuel said, I paskin like, like Rebbe. Says Moritzricha, no, it was necessary. What the Moritz point is going to make over here is that if they just focused on the case of Gittin, then you might have thought that it might be different by the case of Kedushin. The reason why they created a new machlokas in the case of Kedushin, even though the principles are the same, is because you might not have been able to deduce or infer that the same machlokas that applies by Gittin would apply by Kedushin. We're going to see what the Svaras are, why it would be different. But that's why they dafka want to say the same machlokas you have by Gittin is also in the case of Kedushin. Those same principles apply to the case of Kedushin because otherwise, if they wouldn't have spoken it out explicitly, you might not have made the same inference. Let's see inside. Because if Rav would have just said the halacha is like the Rabbonon, that means that we're not sure. Was it a retraction or was it a condition? Or was it, was it a, 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 a t'nai? So then, Hava, I mean, I would have said, Hasam del that why over there might it mean it's a retraction? Because the event of the get is really to get away from his wife, to push her away. So you might think that there may be a guy, he originally said, I want to give you a get today, but there's a chance that what do you really mean when he says, and, 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 and until I die, he actually was... Uh, Changed, he changed his mind. I don't want it to be a get from today. So there you have a possibility that he was retracting from his initial statement. But you could have argued that in the case of Kedushin, what's his intent? His intent is not to 
push her away. What is his intent? His intent is that he wants to marry her and bring her close to him. So therefore, the Rakrova Ka'asi, maybe agrees with Shmuel that in that case, there's no retraction. It's only viewed as a stipulation that on day 30, retroactive today, it'll come from today. I want it to be from today. On day 30, it'll come from today. Maybe there's no, there is no room for retraction, right? There should be completely a Tanai. And that's why Rav had to say that the same sheet of the Chachamim that is found by Gittin, I also hold with the same sheet that you have the same suffolk by Kedushin. And if Shmuel would have just said the halacha is like Rebbe, that the halacha is like Rebbe that clearly is conditional over there, that there, and therefore there it's for sure retroactive, the triggering event when he dies, retroactive to when he's alive, and there's not a suffix, you might have argued like this. Hava Amin, I could have argued like this, and this is a very interesting swara, this is a very strong swara, is that what are the options over there? He says, I'm giving, I'm giving you the get from today until after I die. So Rav said what well, that could mean, one of two things, it could mean when I die retroactively from from today, or they have, no, I'm retracting, from today, no, no, till after I die. It could be that why does Rebbe hold over there that it's not, you don't have the option of a retraction because there is no get la'achar misa. So why would a person make a condition, say, no, no, I don't mean today, I mean for achar misa, there is no such thing as a get la'achar misa. So maybe that's where over there Rebbe says it clearly means a retroactive stipulation. It cannot mean a, re- but by Kedushin, where in 30 days, the condition could take place in 30 days. Maybe there you could have thought that even Rebbe will agree with the Chachamim, that there, there is a possibility, it means from today, or maybe it means I'm retracting, not from today, but from day 30, because by condition, there could be a condition day 30. That's why Shmuel says that in both cases, the ruling is that it only means a condition, a stipulation going retroactive from today, and it doesn't mean that it's going to be a retraction that the person's changing his mind. So therefore, Hava Amin in the case of Ged, who to end Get Lachar Misa, that it can't be retracting, because there is no such thing as a Get Lachar Misa. But there is a condition that can be called on day 30, same there maybe Shmuel would agree with Rav in the case of Kedushin that there is a possibility of retraction. Tzricha, therefore, it is necessary. So we have over here a machlokas, Rav and Shmuel, how to understand the second case in the Mishnah where a person said, Does it, the Mishnah says, What does that mean? So according to Rav, it's this, this, the, 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 the Kedushin status for both of them is unsuffolk because we're not sure if that statement meant a retraction or that statement meant a condition. We're not sure. According to Shmuel, Kedeshes, the animal Kedeshes, it means, just means that the second guy's condition is temporarily Mekudeshes for 15 days, but at day 30, if the, guys, the, the first guy is still around and he wants to marry her, then the second guy gets wiped out because it retract, the first guy is retracted day one, and that's, so that, that is my folks comes along and says, uh, uh, Abai, pay, pay attention over here, it's a little technical, I want to explain it. So Abai says like this, according to the reasoning of Rav, what will happen over here? I'm going to say the case outside. First guy comes along and says, I am being Mekadosh you Me'achshav from today, Me'achshav, from now actually, from now, until after 30. Okay? Only, so he's only married for 30 days? No, no. That's when it will, either that's when it'll start. I mean, so we said it could either start from today, it starts from day 30, she's married, but which way, which day, it depends. Was it a retraction or was it a condition that we're not sure, okay? 
Crazy case. Second guy comes over to her and says, I want to be Mekodesh's to you from today until after 20, um, I mean, actually until 20, from now until 20 days, which means that whatever it means for the first guy should also mean for the second guy. We're not sure. All right? And then a third guy shows up and says, from today and after 10 days. Let's go through the options. Now, the Gemara assumes right now, and we're going to actually uh, going to stay with it, is that that question of what you, when you use that language, is, means one of two things. It could either mean retroactive from today, or it was a retraction, and I wanted to only start either day 30, day 20, day 10. It's right. Now, and it's not subjective to each case. It's an objective reality. Just we're not sure what that objective reality is. Does it mean a condition? Does it mean a retraction? So now, let's go through it. If it actually was a condition, then in the, out of the three scenarios, who's the one that's actually gonna be married to her? Probably the last guy, the guy with 10 days. Again, retract means go back to day one. Re- it means, it, not retract, it means conditional, it goes back to day one. If it was a condition, means from today, then who, the first guy. it has to, it would only be the first guy, because he's the first guy that it goes back to his condition. So if it means it's a almanas, it's like a tenai, then it goes back to the first guy. If it's a retraction, then it can only mean who's going to be Mekudeshes? The last guy. The last guy, because his is starting after 10 Thank days. You. So therefore, what, what, what Abai is going to say, in the Shita of Rav, that she will only need to get, get from the first guy and or the third guy. The second guy is not a player here anymore, because either way, he's not in the picture. If it meant retroactive from day one, there was somebody before him. If it means... Uh, a retraction and starting from the later part of the statement, the later part of the statement would be day 10. It's not going to be day 20. So therefore, it, in Suffolk, she would only need to get from first guy and a third guy in the Shita of Rav. That's what Abaya is going to say. Let's see it inside. Samra Abaya, the time of the Rav, going in, in the opinion of Rav, in the understanding of Rav, of the, our Mishnah, first guy is from today until, from now until 30 days. The next guy came along and said, from now until 20 days. And the third guy came along and said, in 10 days. The only suffix is the first and third guy needs to get. The middle guy, you don't need to get. Because either way you look at it. If it is a condition that goes retroactive to day one, so then then only the first guy's condition will be a condition because he was the first guy on the block and goes retroactive to his. The Hanach, the remaining two, would not be Kedusha on that side. And if it was a retraction, I'm going, I want it now. No, no, I changed my mind. I'll do it later. So the later date then would be the earliest of the later dates, which would be the third guy because he's after day 10. So therefore, the Basra Kedusha, uh, but the Hanach, the last guy would be the condition, the first two would not. But since we don't know what the term actually reflects, so therefore you need Kedusha, you need a get from the first guy, you need a get from the third guy, you don't need a get from the middle guy. 
Now the Gemara says pshita means Abaya. What you're saying seems to be very basic, even though it doesn't seem to us so basic. But it seems to be very basic. Why do you have to tell me? Obviously, she needs a get in the sheet of Ab- of Rava that were misupid. Obviously, she needs a get from the first guy and the third guy, and does not need a get from the middle guy. What's the purpose? Why is Abaya telling me this? So says the Gemara. Now listen outside over here. The one's going to say is like, like, like as follows. I explained the, the, the case the way Abaya understands the reality of the situation. is When a person uses that terminology, there's an objective reality. But we're just not sure what that is. Does it mean a retraction? Or does it mean a condition that will be retroactive? That was the que- that's the way we're not sure. Does it mean from now? that hits day 30 retroactive from now? Or does it mean, no, Dafka day 30, or Dafka day 20, Dafka 10? That's what I said, and that, obviously that's the Suffolk of Rav. We said that, therefore only the first guy and the third guy. He said, but there's another way to have understood. And what Abayah says, don't make that mistake, don't understand that way. It means it could be like this. We're not sure what that statement means. Is it conditional or is it retraction? And that Suffolk could be different by every person. It could be that if you have three people, Two of them could have meant one way, one of them meant the other way, one guy was trying to do a retraction, meaning, meaning what Abayah is saying, you could have thought that it's not objective a reality as to what the terminology means, it's subjective to each fellow. Now if it were subjective to each fellow, then you would have needed a get from all three parties. Why would I have needed a get from all three parties? Because you could have said like this. The first guy, when he said, he was doing a retraction, which means he'd get, the best case scenario would only start on day 30. Right? Was it, was it, was it, get, was it a get over here? Uh, I'm not, was it, not get, am I saying, I'm saying Kedushin. I'm saying, his Kedushin would only start on day 30. Right? Because he meant retracting, let's do it day 30. The second guy, he meant it as a condition, and therefore his would start from day one, which means he trumps the first guy. The third guy also meant it as a retraction, which means the third guy only starts on day 10. Then the one that would win in such a case would be the middle guy, if you allow it to be subjective to each one. What a is telling you, it's not subject to each person. It's across the board. Whatever it means for one, it means for all three. We're just not sure what's the objective reality. I mean, it's not subject to each one's What's in his mind, it either means one way, it means the other. We're not sure which way. But therefore, it can only mean the first and third guy need to get, the middle guy does not need to get. That was the point that Abayah is trying to say over here. So it says the one like this. It says like this. Tzricha. <clears throat> it is not so, uh, it's not so pshita, it's not so pashit. Why is it not uh, pashit? Pshita. Maudasem, because you might, this is why it's not Pashat. Maudasem, because you could have argued, high lish namashma tznoya, mashma chazar. That's mashma both. It's not that it's one or the other. It could be one and the other, right? And then such a case then, it could end up being for each one of them you need a get. Kamash Malan comes to teach me that you do not. Now, comes along Ula. And Ula has a third way of understanding our Mishnah. Remember, the case was the person said, So it says, get for ain't a get. So we had two opinions now, how Rav understood it and how Shmuel understood it. Rav said it's a suffix. Why? Because we're not sure. Was it a retraction or was it a stipulation that retroactively goes from day one? We're not sure. 
Shmuel said, no, that's not what it means. Get ve'en or get means it's only a temporary. I'm sorry, never said get ve'en or get. He said kedushin ve'en or kedushin. It's only a temporary kedushin because the second guy only for 15 days will be. Why? Because it's clear that it is retroactive from day one. Comes day 30, wipes out the second guy. His kedushin only lasted 15 days. That is the way Shmuel understands it. Now we're going to see when Ula came from Eretz Yisroh, he gave us the explanation of Rabbi Yochanan. Now let me explain to you how Rabbi Yochanan understood it. Rabbi Yochanan says that if a person says, Me'achshav, Lamid, the way it works is the Kedushin starts from now, and it's a long, instead of normally a Kedushin is, at the time you Mekadoshur, she becomes fully Mekadoshur right away when you give it. But when you put in a time lapse, it's cumulative. Each day she becomes a little bit more Mekadoshur. She starts, let's use percentages. She's, on day one, she is, uh, let's make it say it's over 10 days. She's 10% Mekodesh's day one, 20% Mekodesh's day two, 30 Mekodesh's day three. And therefore comes out a fascinating scenario is that if 100 people would come and be Mekodesh, there's room for her to be considered Mekodesh's for all 100 people. Each one has a piece of the pie. Each one, so that's how Shmuel, so Mekodeshes, the end of Mekodeshes means part of her is Mekodeshes, part of her is not Mekodeshes, which is why each one is able to hop around. That's the way Rabbi Yochanan explains the pshat in the Mishnah when you said from now until 30, it means you're allowing her to be Kodesh's gradually, not completely, and therefore there's room for another guy. So even a hundred guys technically could be partially Mekodeshes to this woman. Okay, let's see it inside. So Ulam Rabbi Yochanan, I feel a man types him by that. In the case we said Ma'asha will Achar, even a hundred people can have a Tvisa Kedushin with her, right? And you need to get for all hundred. The Chen Amar Rabbi Asi Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Asi also with Talmud Rabbi Yochanan said the same thing. I feel a man types him by. Even a hundred can have a, can attach themselves to her in Kedushin, right? Now how does that work? So Amalei Rav Mesharsha the great Rav Asi the great Rav Ami. So Mesharsha the son of Rav Ami said to Rav Asi, "As for the time of Rav Yochanan, let me explain to you how does Rav Yochanan work? How can you have a hundred people on the kiddush to one woman? How does that work?" Shavu Nafshe Kishar Gedalivni. Rav Yochanan says that a person who uses this explanation from now until thirty days has made himself like a stack of bricks. Now, anyone who's a good bricklayer knows that you don't pile bricks one directly on top of the other. Because if you put bricks directly one on top of the other, what's going to happen? The whole thing's gonna fall down. So what you do is you put down your first row of bricks and then the second row, the brick lay, lies over two bricks, like where the crack between the first one and the second one, that's where you put the second row, each one over. So therefore there's always space left over that, it, that it can support the brick next to it. And the third row and the fourth row, so basically it's, the, that it's considered like laying bricks. The way you work it, the way you do it is you leave room above the second row that can rest on the double bricks that keeps it a strong building will maintain, will be held up. And that's what happens over here. So when you said from today until 30 days, you've left room for the second guy. When he says that you also left room for the third, the third guy, fourth guy, for the hundredth guy, each one there is room. Right? Each one left room for the one, the, 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 for, his, for, for his friend. So Masiv Rav Hanina has the following question. It says in, I think this is a Bryce of, 
right? It's in Gitten as well. We had it before in Kedushin. If someone says, from today, right, that we just quoted, that that Bryce and Gitten. We just had it, right? It says, get the no get. So the Chachamim Shita is, it's a get and it's not a get. We're uh, right. Now, we explained, the way we explained the Chachamim before is because he, we're not sure. This is the way Robin explained it. We're not sure. Get vain or get because we're not sure. Is it a retraction, which would not make it a good get because there's no get lachar misa, or is it retroactive from now? Okay. But then it continues the brisa, which didn't have the second part of the brisa. The inmates. Let's say this guy dies. No children. Has a brother. All right. Now, what's going to be the halacha? So it says, Choletzes velomis yavemes, chalitza and not yibum. Now, according to Rav's understanding, it comes out very good because we're not sure. When you said, mayom la'achamisa, we're not sure. Does it mean that retroactive, which means she would be megureshes? Megureshes, there's no din yibum. Because when you died, that triggered that she's divorced now three months earlier, and therefore there's no yib. On the other hand, if you meant a retraction, then there was no get. And if there's no get, then there should be a yibum. Now, the point is, because we don't know, should there be a yibum or not be a yibum, but it might be a need. The zika might be there. That's why the Mishnah rules that what should be chalitza. So according to the way Rav understood, it comes out very much. Was it a retraction? Was it a stipulation retroactively? Needs chalitza. So that's how you can explain Rav. So Bishlam Rav, Messiah Laid, explains his position perfectly. Shmuel also, Shmuel doesn't fit, his position doesn't fit, but it's not a problem. Because what Shmuel will tell you, because according to Shmuel, by the way, he said when you use such a stipulation, it always means retroaction, retro, uh, retroactively. If it always means retroactively, then you should need Yibum over here. Because it's, a, 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 I'm sorry, you should need nothing over here. Because it comes out that the get was a good get. Shanitza, so why does it say you need Chalitza? Shmuel says, because this, remember, was Machlokas Tanoyim in Gitin. There was Machlokas being Rebbe and the Chachamim. So Shmuel says, Naomi Shmuel say also, uh, he says, um, where's the place? Uh, Shmuel Nami Hamani Rabbonanhi. That's going like the Rabbonan who held like Rav's Shita, that it could mean one or the other. But Ananda Amrika Rebbe, I held like Rebbe, that it's for sure a condition. If it's for sure a condition, retroactively was a gap, you wouldn't even need Chalitza according to the Shita of Rebbe. But Rab Yochanan is going to be very difficult. Rab Yochanan said that when you use a time delay, Starting from now, he said that means each one is being Makadesh, a certain part. So what do it mean by Gitin? Also, it means that you weren't being Megarasher completely. Now, we know that one of the conditions of Get, it has to be Kresis. What does Kresis mean? There can be nothing attached. So therefore, if you said from today until I die, if it means each day incrementally, that would not be a valid get. And if that would not be a valid get, then the full bond should still exist. And if the full bond should still exist, then what should the halacha be? Shouldn't be chalitza. According to Rabbi Yehonah, should be yibum. So how do we explain this brayse according to Shida Rabbi Yehonah? El Rabbi Yehonah, the Amar, Shiuro Havei, that when you use that expression, you're leaving over some space for the next guy. So then by getting, it also means you're leaving some space over then that means that she's not completely divorced. So I call get to the Meshire bar, any get that has space left over, the Lord Klumber, that get should be considered null and void. So over here, how could there even be a need for Chalitza? Right? Forget about even, uh, I'm sorry, not have to be a need for Chalitza. Therefore, over here, that means the get is invalid. If the get's invalid, why is it Chalitza? It should even be Yibum, because it should not be considered a get. That's the question. So Yibum and Yabim, it should be Yibum. 
So Mordechai says like this. So Rabbi says something that Mordechai is right away going to shoot out of the water. Rabbi says, I'll tell you what. The way it works, it does work incrementally. So therefore, each day, but by the time he dies, let's say there's 10% that is not divorced yet. You know what breaks that extra 10%? When he dies. The extra 10% when he dies, that severs it completely. And that's why it comes out that she's completely severed from the guy. 90% from the get, 10% from the death. And therefore, that's why there is a situation over here that, uh, that and, and, and therefore, that is considered completely severed. And that's why we cannot allow Yibum. The mother's going to ask, well, why, not, why are you requiring Chalitza then should not require anything, right? We'll see. Tomorrow says like this. So I'm a rabbi, get lahotzi. The first purpose of a get is to, get, to, to remove her from her husband, to allow her to leave the husband. Misa does the same thing. Misa is also lahotzi. And therefore, Masha Shir get, whatever percentage is left over by this incremental get, right? Gamrasa Misa was concluded by the Misa. End of the day is severed. Since it's severed, we can't allow there to be Yibum. We have to look at it. She was not connected to her husband at the time of his death. And therefore, we can't allow for Yibum. So Amalei Abaya. Abaya says, how can you combine the severing of the get with the severing of the Misa? Actually, they're completely two different types of severing. The get, right, severs, stops there from being Yibum. It takes it out of the parsha of Yibam. The severing of Misa actually does what? Takes it. Puts it into the parsha of Yibam. So how can the two of them be combined? She says, Me dami, get motzi mershus yavam. Get takes her out from the domain of the yavam. Misa says, machnas get yavam. So that can't be shot to answer Rabbi Yochanan. So we're back to our question. According to Rabbi Yochanan, that if it's incremental, that means like by Kedushin, each day, there's like, you, you, you did a percentage and it gets, gets stronger unless somebody else took the spot. But therefore, by Gitin also should be incremental. But incremental get is not a good get. So why is there even a need for chalitza, oh, I'm sorry, why are we requiring chalitza? You should be able to even do, uh, no, the get's not a good, yeah, you should be able to even do yibum. I'll tell you why. So, Elam Rabbaya, high in the time, you're right. According to Rabbi Yochanan, the get's not a good get. Well, the get's not a good get because an incremental get is no such thing. It's not complete creases, it's not a get. So the question was, then why are the, why does the Brisa only say chalitza? The Brisa should actually require yibum, right? I'll tell you like this. Is that a time of my? What's the reason over here that we make you do chalitza and not yibum? He says because there is a similar case. There is a case where a person said mahayom imati, mahayom from today when I die. Now that's similar to this case over here when he said uh, my, uh, 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 w- w- what was the, the the case over here with the lotion of this case mahayom laachar misa. So mahayom laachar misa it sounds a little bit similar to the case mahayom imati. But there's a huge difference because Hayom Imati, everybody was going to agree right now. We'll see if everybody agrees with it. But at least Rebbe would hold is that that is for sure retroactive. So if a person said Mayom Imati, what's the result? The result is that the get is a good get. The triggering event is when he dies, goes back to when he was alive. Megureshes. If she's Megureshes, no Yibam or Chalitza. <clears throat> The problem is, if you have in the similar case where he said, uh, which we said in that case, really it's not a good get, but if you, rec- and therefore you should be able to do Yibum, if you allow Yibum in that case, people will say, well, if Yibum is required in that case, then they'll think that Yibum should also be done in the case of Mayomi Mati. And Mayomi Mati, actually, if you do Yibum over there, you're violating the prohibition of Eishas Ach. 
So therefore, that's why we do only a chalitza, not a yibum, even though a yibum should be allowed, because then if at least they make a mistake, it'll end up being a chalitza in the place where they make a mistake. They won't be making a yibum because it's a bigger problem if they copy and do a yibum there, then it'll be mamash and erva. Therefore, we only allow from chalitza as a gzeira. So as the says, time am I? Gzeira mishumayomi mati. So because uh, because uh, in such a case, that is a good get. So it says it more like this. Okay, so what are you telling me? You're saying that if a person says, mm-hmm. uh, uh, says even though technically it could have been a yibum, we only do a chalitza. Why do we do a chalitza? So that people won't mimic. And if you could do a yibum here, they'll mimic and say you can do a yibum over there. So the way to avoid that, why don't you just make the ruling that even in the case of Ayomimati, you need a chalitza. Vayom imati, you need a chalitza. If you say vayom imati, you need a chalitza, then it's no problem because they'll only do a chalitza, lechora. They won't do a yibum, and you'll war- you, you've avoided the gzera. You've avoided something bad happening. So why, if you want to really protect yourself, in the case of yom imati, where really you don't need anything, but do a chalitza, because that way, if you say there has to be chalitza, hopefully that's what all they will do. And we're going to see that's not so pashut, but therefore they won't confuse themselves with the other case. So says the Gemara like this: V'nigzer ma'yomimati. Want to make exera yomimati? That there should be tichlot atim yom la'achamisa. So that uh, because of the case of yom la'achamisa, meaning like this: The Gemara says actually by not doing anything, by not doing anything in the case of a yomimati, why aren't we afraid that the exera might go the other way? See, no yomimati, you didn't do anything. So then people aren't going to maybe do anything by yom la'achamisa. And yom la'achamisa, we at least need a chalitza because there is a zika there. So it's more like this. You have to pick your poison. There's going to be a problem one way. We're going to look for the lesser problem. Imata Omer Cholet says, the problem is like this. Once you tell me there's a need for chalitza, people might think, well, if you can do chalitza, then what else can, what else can you do? You might able, be able to do yibum too. And in the case of Ayom Mati, where you didn't even need a chalitza, now he's saying you need to do, should do a chalitza. If they end up doing a yibum, they'll be over the Israel of Eishas Ach. That's why we don't want there to be anything over there and not exer do chalitza, uh, do a chalitza because you might end up not doing anything in the case of a yom or la achramisa. So hachanami, so why in this case too, why aren't we afraid that if you, in the case of a yom la achramisa, you said only do a chalitza, why aren't we afraid that if you tell them to do chalitza, they'll end up doing a yibum? So hata omer chalitza is bemes. So why aren't we afraid they might do yibum as well? Because in this case, in the case of Yom Lachamisa, even if they do yibum, that actually means a Torah, what is, you're allowed to do it. We just said don't do it because of Xerah. But really, yibum's not going to be a problem in the case of Yom Lachamisa if they end up doing the yibum. In the case of Yom Imati, where Taka over there, if you do the yibum, there's an erva, that's why we don't want you to do anything. Because we do chalitza, you might do yibum. Here we have a reason to do chalitza here. Don't do yibum. Why? Because we don't want you to confuse with that case. But what's going to happen? If makes a mistake, and instead of Chalitza does yibum. So he did the derise requirement because actually you can do yibum in this case. Tomorrow says, Tomorrow says, like, oh, I want to word over here. So therefore, Nami, Atomer, Chaletim, Siabem. Tosiabem, let them do yibum. Rabbeim, it will not be problematic at all because it's only Chashad Rabban. And the reason you can't do yibum is only because of Xerah. But really, you could do Minatori, could do yibum. So if they end up doing the yibum, it would not be problematic. All right, gentlemen, we'll stop over here.